What's up, everyone? We are not so live on real estate, your source for all real estate and mortgage things related. That, that didn't sound right. That, I kind of screwed that up. How's everybody doing this morning? We got Sal Cusmano. How are you, buddy? Morning. Good. Uh, myself, Paul Pasalaga. Special guest, Brandon Curry uh, from Sotheby's International in Birmingham. Uh, he's been in the business since 2015. One of the hardest working agents in the business. How are you, sir? Hey, good. Thanks, guys. Good. Uh, Brandon, talk into the mic. I just oh. want to make sure we pick you up. I, it's very important that you, 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 when you speak, we can hear you. So Brandon's going to talk to us a little bit about how you can get your home ready for sale. we got some good headlines. Um, a few of them are boomers are more likely to carry mortgages into retirement. What does that mean? Digital real estate platform Home61 raised $4 million. Uh, it's an online platform. We'll talk a little bit about that. And I also want to talk about Amazon. And what they're doing in real estate, it's kind of crazy. And this this bid that they're having for their second headquarters and what that might mean for whatever city gets it. So uh, let's start with Brandon. Brandon, I know that something that's near and dear to your heart is how do you get a home ready for sale? I know you do a lot of work for your for your clients to get the home ready. Um, so what, what do you think is important when setting up a, 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 a property for sale? Well, I think everything's important. You know, it's uh, it's like selling a car. You never know what the underlying issues are going to be. You can't just put a si sale sign on it and just let it sit there and sell itself. So I think one of the biggest things is getting in there and actually prepping the home for what it needs to have to be show ready. So um, I do a lot of work pre-listing of drywalling, painting, cleaning, um, landscaping, edging, power washing, whatever it takes to get the house to look its absolute best. So, so you, ba I mean, let me get this straight. So you basically roll up your sleeves, uh, walk into a home and say, you know what, if I just put on a new coat of paint and I do some edging and I clean this house up and, and give it basically a haircut, clean it up and put, put some, you know, make it look nice. I mean, that's going to help sell the home, right? Absolutely. Kind of a Tim the Tool Man Taylor meets <laughs> the, the, the Property Brothers. Uh, it, it's, it's important to to really get it in the absolute best shape that it can because your first your first week or first month at least of listings your strongest point to get your most money and to get that offer that you want. So um, market's been super hot this year um, as opposed to listing prematurely. I still like to take my time and make sure that that house is properly prepped for sale. And I've been seeing things, you know, I like to list my listings on a Thursday. Things don't last till Monday. Right. Yeah. The way that it that it it's funny because I'll talk to Brandon Sal and uh, I'm like Brandon, what are you what are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm putting up drywall. I'm like, what do you mean you're putting up drywall? He's like, well, I got to get this house ready. I mean, but that's it, something that other agents well, probably wouldn't do, really. And also to that point, it's it's something that sellers probably wouldn't do, right? Right. I mean, it's like the little things that that make the difference from that Thursday to the house being off the the market on Monday. Th those are the things that they're not looking to do. And if you're just like, listen, I'll just do this for you and, and take care of it, and, and I don't know if there's a cost or whatever, but either way, I mean, uh, you put them in the best spot to sell their house for the most money, so it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And I usually have uh, sellers pay materials, and I do all the labor for free, and it's no new gig to me doing all this stuff. So That's service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you can come over to my house anytime, man. <laughs> like Only if I list it. Yeah, no, I get that, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, I mean... As an agent, that's like a service that nobody is providing. Obviously, it helps everybody involved. It's going to help you sell the house quicker. It's going to help the the, the the seller get the most out of their home. But I, I think what, what sellers don't really realize sometimes, it's like if you just do a few little baby things, paint, uh, clean things up, do the edging, do, do mow the lawn, and get the house show ready, 
I mean, you could get five, ten thousand dollars more for the house by just very minimal investment, right? Exactly. 50 bucks for a gallon of paint gets those numbers up to where they need to be. Even smudges on the walls or little chips. If you paint a hallway, paint a bathroom, I mean, for someone, a potential buyer to come into the house and see a fresh coat of paint, do you think that the house is newer, it's taken care of, and yeah. it really adds to uh, curb appeal right. and, and at the end, more more money in the pocket for my clients? Well, and you know, if, if I'm a home buyer and I'm looking at a house and I'm like, oh, man, I got to do this, 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 even though they're all little things in my head it's so many little things that add up and it, it's almost like a false big picture. Right? Sure. And it's like, well, we're going to lowball this like 10 grand. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like when I know when I was looking at houses, I would, when I would walk into a house, people today, I don't think people today are, are willing to roll up their sleeves once they buy a house and do work to it. They want to move in turnkey and not have to worry about all that stuff. And they, they want it all done. And I think that that goes back to, you know, what you're doing to get the house ready. I think Somebody walks into a house and sees that they have to paint or they have to refinish the, the a piece of drywall. I mean, they just don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm working on actually my first client's house. She is selling. She's moving out of state. Um, so I'm kind of putting the extra mile on for her. But uh, basement was down to the studs. Um, came down with some drywall, put everything up. Molding goes up tomorrow, paint goes up tomorrow, we get listed tomorrow, and the basement is almost completely finished. And it's a total transformation of a dark, dingy basement to something bright that someone can, you know, see themselves putting a theater in or a playroom. Uh, there's a bathroom in there. So it, it makes all the difference in the world. And again, you know, a few hundred bucks, and you're talking thousands and thousands of dollars in, right. in value. You're like the property brothers, but only <laughs> just solo, right? Two, two in one, yeah, that's, exactly. That's pretty <laughs> wild, man. So, yeah, I mean, for, for our listeners out there, obviously, I mean, you don't need to have someone do this stuff for you. Obviously, Brandon offers that service as, as being a, a really a high-level agent. Um, but realistically, if you're going to list your house, you should be thinking about doing these things. You're going to get so much more for the home, and it's going to fly off the shelf, right? Yeah, absolutely. And go through with a list before you list your home to see what needs to be done. You know, power wash the house, power wash the driveway, weed. They're simple things that don't cost a lot of money. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're making a ton of money on that. That 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 investment of of a thousand bucks potentially might give you ten thousand dollars in, yeah. in, in price. I, I think when you know, for the most part, when you know, improving your home or updating it, it's the little things that make the biggest difference as opposed to like, yeah, we're going to add an addition and then sell our house. You'll probably lose on that. Yeah, right? absolutely. And so. it's cut, it's cutthroat out there too. So you want to make sure that your house has the best potential to sell and it looks better than anyone else's out there. Yeah, Brady, let me ask you real quick, uh, since I, we have you on the show, what are you seeing in the, in the local market? Do you see a slowdown at all coming or do you think we're just going to stay hot? You know, I think that it would be slowing down. I'm not having that experience with my listings. Yeah. So it's still very hot. Inventory is lower now. So I think that kind of evens things out. But, um, you know, I just listed a home in Northville for 650 And, you know, the higher price ones tend to sit around a little bit longer. But yeah. that was listed on a Thursday, sold on a Sunday. Wild. So even that, at 650 Even at 650 So that was two weeks ago. So I think it's still very hot. I think there's a lot of buyers coming out of the woodwork right now that were like, eh, I'm going to wait sure. for summer to end, right? Mm -hmm. And now they're still in the same predicament, even worse, to to a degree with the lower inventory, right? Absolutely, so. yeah. Yeah, and Sal, we see this. I mean, we, we, we have a stack of pre-approvals of people looking at houses that just can't find what they want, right? Yeah, all the time. Hey, yeah. we're putting an offer in here, we're putting an offer in here, we're putting an offer and in People here. are still getting beat on their offers. Like, I, they go five, ten thousand 10000 over ask, and they still <laughs> lose, the, the, lose the house. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean... 
it's moving a little bit better, I feel. Things are evening out a, a tiny bit when it comes to, like, uh, prices. Yeah. I don't feel like people are listing their house so much over what, you know, for this bidding war, but it's still, you know... Uh, I don't see it slowing. It's crazy. I mean, I, there's this debate. I think that that, that like uh, in the background that people that people in the industry have, it's like, well, is it going to slow down? Well, I don't see the demand slowing down right now, and I don't see inventory going up. So if those two things kind of being uh, stagnant or, or relatively stable, I, I think we're still going to see this type of high demand type market where just the inventory being so low is going to drive that. Yeah, absolutely. And and when I do list. Smaller priced properties, uh, they tend to fly off the market much faster. And you tend to you, you tend to get more offers on them. During the, the hottest part of the summer, I think I was probably getting around a dozen or so offers on a property in the first few days yeah. of listing it. Yeah. Still getting multiple offers, but I'd say maybe about a half dozen or so right. right now. But at that point, I mean, that's all you really need to be able to get that offer and bump it up to where you need to be. Yeah. We're still getting the same results with over-asking, appraisal waivers, right. um, occupancy, all that stuff. But I see less offers, but still an overwhelming number right. of them. Well, I think, you know, you also have to look at, like, uh, what you're saying about the lower price points, right? Like, the, the deviation of buyers. Right? Sure. You don't have a lot of, like, $30,000 buyers. You don't have a lot of six hundred, seven hundred thousand $700,000 buyers. But in between there, there's that huge hump of people still, you know, it's it's shrinking, like you said, maybe six, six to a dozen right now when offers come, but... Until everyone buys a house, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. Well, th- well we think about inventory, it. Yeah. He, I mean, basically, Brandon's saying there's a 50% drop in uh, potential offers on a property, but there's still a ton of offers. So, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So Just even not in, enough homes. Right. I mean, that, that, I mean that, that is the reality. So let's get into some of these highlights or these uh, headlines. Highlights. Wow. I'm a little <laughs> off today, guys. I mean, we traffic. It's rainy outside. Um, so boomers are le- more likely to carry mortgages into retirement. So more and more baby boomers are not paying off their mortgages. You know, I, I, I think we talk about this a lot, Sal. I mean, how much sense does it make to pay off a mortgage uh, when the interest rate's so low and potentially you're getting an IRA that's giving you 6 7% return on your money or a 401k or whatever might be your retirement fund, but you're paying 4% on your mortgage. Right. Why would you, And it's a write-off, right? Well, you know, it's it's funny. Like, I talked to my dad. He's looking to buy a new home, right? Oh, God. Uh, oh God. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's happening, boys? We're talking about baby boomers like uh, you. Baby boomers? Yeah, <laughs> yeah there whoa, you go. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> David Hall just walked in the uh, in, into the studio, per se. You got the Mr. Curry in here. Yes, yes, he's been a fantastic guest until you ruined it. Dropping yeah. knowledge on the, on the yeah, yeah, thank you. On. You can leave now. Thank you. <laughs> Man, I mean, so, for those who don't know, David Hall's a, a clown. Okay, yeah. let, let's go. So baby boomers like him, my dad. We, uh, you know, we're talking. He he paid his house off right. fifteen years ago, right? Because that was like the thing to do. Yeah, cars cost half the money. You know, everything else cost a lot less. But home prices were relatively the same, so it's like, all right, all my money's going to this nut that I got to pay off, right? Right. And uh, now it's like, like you said, with these investments and whatnot, I'm, he's like, well, I'm going to borrow from this to buy this, and I'm like, get a mortgage. Yeah. Why would it's you do cheap. that? Why the money's cheap? Why lock your money up at you know four and a half percent or whatever? You know, you keep it invested. Right. I mean, he probably has. Hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars sitting in the equity of his home that's not doing anything, right? No. It's not appreciate. I mean, the home will appreciate regardless of how much debt you have on that property, right? Right. So if you can borrow money at four and a half percent and then all of a sudden invest it, it gets six percent. Right. Whether you, whether you bought it for three hundred thousand and owe three hundred thousand, if it appreciates twenty thousand, yeah, 
it only appreciated twenty thousand. Whether yeah. that was free and clear, or you had it all. Right. It doesn't matter how much debt you have. Brandon, what do you? I mean, do you see a lot of cash offers right now? I mean, I think there's a lot of cash offers to win the deals more than anything, but they might end up pulling a mortgage out after. But do you see a lot of cash offers right now? We still see a lot of cash offers, not as much as we have. Right. For me, when I'm considering an offer, it doesn't matter if it's cash, mortgage, whatever. It's money at the end of the day. You don't care. You're no. like, whatever it takes, right? I mean, I mean, money's money, right? If it's an FHA over cash, I mean, it's it's going to weigh a little different, but still, absolutely, cash is cash. Right. If you have an FHA offer, 20K over the cash offer, you're taking the, you're taking no the brainer. right? It's 20K, right? You're going to take that. Absolutely. That's interesting, yeah. So, I mean, I I, I honestly believe this, and I think it's, a, it's, a, it's something that we talk about all the time. Um, is it smart to have a mortgage? And, and I think we're seeing the the, the trend um, just with the baby boomers, just in general, that they are actually taking more. They're not paying off their mortgages anymore and because it doesn't make sense because it's so cheap. Um, all right, let's let's talk about Amazon. Amazon's like the most disruptive company out there right now, right? It's like they're getting in everything. I mean, they literally started as a, a they would sell online. It was an online bookstore, right? Think about that. They were selling online books, and now they're just taking over the world. Um, one thing they haven't really gone into is real estate, which I would not be surprised if Amazon <laughs> went into real estate, right? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be kind of a yeah, trip? I could see it happening. Right? But right now, what's, what, what they are doing to real estate is they're talking about creating another headquarters. We're in Detroit. Detroit's putting their bid in. I mean, it's, I mean, uh, for what it's worth, Dan Gilbert has really put out there that he really wants them to come to Detroit. So let's use that as a, as an example. Obviously, they're, they're, there's a lot of a lot of cities that want them to come. What would that do to the local real estate market? Just having that type of conglomerate coming to a city, I gotta imagine that the that the that the real estate around that area is gonna blow up. Fifty thousand jobs or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is, and that's obviously gonna have an impact with bringing those jobs to the city. But it's also the downtown, the new Detroit right. that's just coming up. And I can't tell you what the property values down there are. It's absolutely it's insane. wild. It's insane. It's wild. It's wild. Like if you go to like Midtown, you try to buy like a condo in Midtown. I mean, it's like $400,000, $500,000 for that, for like 1,200 it, square feet. It's an extra zero at the end of the price. It's and that's not. that's the, back to our past conversation, that's where I see cash offers coming in when I work yeah. down in Detroit because things aren't appraising for what they're going right. for. You're pushing the market up. So that's where it. you really have to go with the cash. You have Investors, to. people coming from different cities who want to, you know, buy something at 300000 which is, you know, still crazy to what it was a few years ago. And it's going to appraise and for hopes that it goes for, you yeah. know, 600 in a few years. And it's it's pretty nuts. I mean, look at what happened in Warren, even, for example, with the tech center. And they hired like 5,000 people. I mean, Warren blew up, yeah. you know, tons of flips, this and that. It's it's kind of nuts to a degree. I mean, and that's just like a small scale, right? Like a, a community that, that really wasn't that great now has a whole bunch of younger people living in it that now have, you know, decent jobs at GM. I can't imagine what this will do to Detroit. I mean, it's going to, I mean, whoever gets it, it's going to be a really big infusion of capital into that city. And I think... Honestly, like if Detroit got it, for instance, I mean, you're, you're going to see a 20, 30, 40 percent increase in prices anywhere around there, which is crazy because we're already pretty high in Ab that area. right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. But what I think what would happen to Detroit, just for, for, for people listening that are in, that are in the area, it'll create more for the neighborhoods because really the Detroit neighborhoods really haven't seen the, the impact yet of the downtown growing. As much. As much, yeah. Right. Absolutely. So uh, I do think that you'll see some spreading out. But, man, I mean, whoever gets – I mean, look, if Amazon does go into real estate, that would be the most disruptive thing I'd ever see. Like, I know there's a lot – there's Redfin. 
there's all these different companies that want to go into real estate and do it online uh, that haven't perfected it. I think the one company that could perfect it is probably Amazon, right? I'm waiting for my eBay bids. You're, <laughs> you're going to put eBay bids on a house? That's awesome. Wow. Speaking of crazy. technology, so there's this company called Home61. They're out of Miami, uh, Florida. Uh, they're an online real estate company. Um, they have agents, uh, but they just raised $4 million in capital from investors to kind of expand their business. Um, you know, they basically, they, they tout themselves as making the, 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 the transaction easier. It's more online. Uh, it, they, they, there's not so much, uh, you know, the personal touch, I guess. It's not a typical real estate agency. Brandon, what do you see the future of technology and the real estate kind of, how do, how do you see that working? Because uh, if you don't assimilate on some level, you could get lost, right? So you got to exactly. figure out a way to, to infuse uh, technology into your business. I don't ever see the agent going away, but I mean, what, I mean, what do you think is going to happen as far as technology and real estate goes? I think that real estate has to change a little bit for the onset of new technology. I think that technology is a great tool. I think people need to learn how to use it. A lot of my clients, um, you know, I send them listings of upcoming potential homes for for buyers, but I think that the buyers are the ones that do all the research themselves with Zillow, Trulia, online websites, yeah. looking at stuff like that. And I think they're great tools. I know a lot of real estate agents don't like them. I say the more tools you have at your power, absolutely. Right. Use them. You know, as opposed to, um, you know, going to open houses or kind of driving by looking for signs. Technology is the new way of meeting the demand of people finding their homes. Absolutely. Right. You know, how that translates onto online real estate companies, we'll have to see. But I think that right. it's definitely something that's going to be coming in the future. And why not? Well, to our, our point earlier, the, the market that's moving the fastest, I think that that's really going to appeal to that large deviation of people, right? Sure, I absolutely. Mean, okay, like the million and a half dollar home, they might not list it on Redfin. Sure. But, you know, I mean, that's one to every hundred homes that sells. So you got to assimilate. I, I did actually have a sale uh, about a month and a half ago, and the other company was Redfin. And it, really? was a, it was a $1.5 million wow. sale. And Get it was kind of surprising. Yeah. Put my foot in my mouth. That's nuts. It was interesting to work with them. They had a different agent each time they came through the house. But at the end of the day, the offer was good and the offer stuck and we moved forward. Now, did they take so a lower commission on that? No. They didn't. It was no. a full commission. Full commission. Because that's what I see happening. I wonder what that agent gets paid. Well, he just said full commission. Right. But out of... To what Redfin. You, yeah. Uh, what does the patient get? You know what I, I mean? See I, I don't know just interesting it is very interesting i mean look, salary who knows it was an interesting situation the agents really didn't and i don't know if it was just an agent thing but they didn't really have the desire to go through or the the presence of you know doing the background information on the the house they're just they're just there they're a placeholder here's my offer you said it was a different agent every time different agent every time so you know to me it's like if you're a seller or you're uh you know buyer like who has your best interest you're going to be paying that person's going to be making that money either way, right? Sure. I mean, I want the person who's vested the most. And it represented my client the best that I could, and the offer was there, so we went with it. Why not? Right. Yeah. Hey. I see, good. you know, I see, unfortunately, I see people, real estate agents, to compete in this market. Let's say Redfin starts blowing up or, or you know, these or Zillow starts doing online purchases. I see the real estate agent either having to add more value, like you do, mm -hmm. right, because you add value, uh, Redfin mm -hmm. or these other companies aren't going to come in and help you sell your house and redo your drywall, hypothetically, right? Or you're going to have to see real estate agents kind of cutting their commission to compete. 
um, which I hope doesn't happen. But I, I just you know if you, if you can sell your house online for two percent, but you know the real estate agent is asking for three percent. That, that might cause some rift in the in the in the, in the industry. Well, I think that's the fear. Yeah, absolutely, is a huge company like that becoming a discount broker. Sure, right where it's like very marketed. I mean, there's a few discount brokers around, but you know, nine out of ten times you won't compete with them, right? Sure. So it's like uh, that that could shake things up, you know. Look in this market, I think it works, right? Because listing a house, it, because it's such a hot market, it, it's it's pretty. Relatively easy to sell the sell the house. When the market shifts and it becomes more of a uh, a buyer's market, it's going to be much tougher because right. you're going to need someone to market the house properly, take the time, go through, help them fix it up. And these companies that are these online companies aren't their their value is going to be diminished. I think a little bit. I think it's apples and oranges. What you're looking for, you're looking to sell your house, or you're looking to you know just list it. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of these online places too don't market the homes appropriately. Right. You know, I can, I can, sure, I could put a sign in the front of the yard, but how far is that going to go? Right. You know, you got to prep the house, you got to get it in shape, and you got to market the heck out of it with right. online blasts, marketing materials, printed out, everything kind of catered, yeah. catered to it with following through emails. I think that a lot of these online brokerages aren't going to be able to support that. No, well, and I think I a lot of it comes with the guidance and the experience that you have to navigate to the end of the process because. Let's be honest, you know, if this was if everything went right every single time, I mean, what would we need to do anything for, right? Yeah, mortgages went right every time, I'd be get paid, you know, a very small salary. Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree with that. We get paid to solve issues and problems, right? I mean, that's where the value the navigation comes in. and you know, I don't I'm sure we've all dealt with a, a few, you know, uh fee brokers, right? Or or just, you know, mm. fee only, they list it, sure, they put it in the MLS and then it's like I'm calling to schedule the appraisal, and they're like, "What? What are you calling me about? I don't deal with this. Call my seller." I, I, I know. Oh, I, I think I know who yeah. you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough, and it's like, dude, you know. And then, you know, appraisal comes in low. Something happens like that. There's issues with the appraisal, and they got to fix something. And it's like, well, who who do we negotiate with? Exactly. And how easy is it to get to that person and and communicate, especially with deadlines right. and it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah look. In in a very hot like when we talk about selling your home, it's a very big transaction. You have to set up a contract, which is the purchase agreement. If that's off and you're not getting good information and you don't know how to set that up correctly, you could lose out on a lot of different things. Or you might just have a bad contract where you sign it and you might be stuck with something that you shouldn't be stuck with, right? And that's where your expertise comes in handy, right? Sure, Brandon? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I've been at the end of transactions, and you know. We're sitting there, and at the end of you know the sellers like, or the the listing agent, buyer's agent, someone's like, "What about the home warranty that was included?" And oh, it gets brought out then. But you know, in any other situation, they'd be like, eh, "Whatever." Yeah, you know, yeah. They, yeah, they paid for it. They yeah. just didn't get it. Brandon, how how can our listeners get a hold of you? Because obviously, you do a very good job listing homes. You you roll up your sleeves more than anybody I know. So please tell the to, tell the uh, fourteen people that listen to this uh, how to get a hold of you. <laughs> So I'm at the I'm at Home Depot about five times a day, and sometimes I'll switch over to Lowe's. You yeah, know, so, so you, you just at any point in time you just walk in. Yeah, I'm usually talking to the hot kiosk. dog lady, a little kiosk out front. <laughs> um, you you can reach me online at Sotheby's. Um, you know, uh, my phone number three one three three zero three seven two six three. I'm always happy to help. Um, give you guidance, walk you through the home of what it's going to take to get your house listed and how you can maximize the money that stays in your pocket when you're listing it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Sal. Great show today. Yeah. I, think, I think you did really well. I liked it. Yeah. Let's make the bus this rainy day. 
I, I, yeah, Brandon, very good job today. We're gonna we're gonna go out. I, I really like this song. <laughs> you always play the worst songs, dude. What's wrong with this song? <laughs> you just oh, you're like a 18 year old clubber. Yeah, Come boy. Coming with X's on your hands. <laughs> what? <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Have a wonderful day.